When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turning to entertainment news. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture. Heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. And, and what have you learned to learn? Well, of course, we're all following the Tiger Woods uh, automobile accident saga. The sheriff out there in Los Angeles County says there will not be criminal charges over the incident, calling it a pure accident. They said he was, uh, no, there's no evidence that he was under the influence of any substance when he okay, drove his good. vehicle off of a cliff. And apparently he got his SUV loaded with every possible safety feature. Thank okay. goodness. Yeah. Well, they're saying that it that saved likely his life. saved his life. Yeah. Uh, they are saying that he had serious injuries to his right ankle and foot which were stabilized with a combination of screws and pins. I don't know. He's Everyone's saying he's lucky he's alive. He'll be lucky to walk. But want to know if he's ever going to play golf again. Yeah. It, it's it's traumatic. It's traumatic. It's, Casey had a traumatic motorcycle accident. It's traumatic. And it was a two and a half year recovery, losing his job. Yeah. It's just, I don't envy no. what's in front of uh, a tiger. Because if he can't play golf again, then he's losing something. His shiny that object. He, his shiny object, yep. the thing that you love. So that's really tough. Uh, Ross Matthews is off the market. I saw that. He, he is? Yeah, yes. He on social media said that he's engaged to his new fiance, Dr. Wellington Garcia. Oh, that's cute. I, I really like really... him on Drew Barrymore's show. He's, he's oh, I didn't adding, know he was on there. Is yeah, he on there all the time? He's like a correspondent. She needed another she needed uh, some voice. Jewish. They're doing something. So I, th- I think he's, uh, that's good. What a success story he is. I mean, he just kind of started out as Ross like Jay the Leno's intern. And right. Yep, now with, he's on Jay Leno, right? Drag Race. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the new Spider-Man, they finally announced uh, what the real, I mean, does anybody care about new Spider-Man? No. No, but, but we do. But he's cute. And Tom Laurie, Holland Tom looks Holland. exactly thinks, like Julia's yeah. oldest son. He thinks it looks like my son. They're and doppelgangers. He's, he's cute. There have been so many Spider-Man movies. Um, yeah. The, I really What's like the new the, one? This new one is going to be called Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. When's the last, did you guys see any of... I, I actually went to the making of one of them in New York. You remember That's that? Right. Oh, that the musical. Remember, no, 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 that the disastrous real, musical. That which lasted? one was the in movie, it? The movie. It was the guy before Jamie Tom Fox? Holland. Was Jamie Foxx? Um, Jamie Foxx was in it. What and, was that guy's name? Andrew Garfield. God, there's been so many. Wasn't it Andrew Garfield set? Uh, how, how did you get on that? We can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Andrew Garfield. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's those are the stories I'm looking at right now. We'll have more in an hour. And uh, we're going to start the Lori and Julie show right now. That is brand new information. My talk.
dirt alerts at the top of every hour. And at 8.20, 12.20, and 5.20 on My Talk 1071. love today and Lori is still in the afterglow of not just her vacation but BTS unplugged I think that brought joy to her life oh, maybe more than the Hawaiian vacation no, no. Okay. not more but it was lovely we'll find out about that in the next segment. yeah yeah I mean you know what Casey and I were both like so discombobulated when you fly all yeah. night even Amy you know B. Arthur and Irish she's like yeah it's always so weird you go on a oh yesterday I was there and now I'm back and, and it's a far away trip. I mean, yeah, I'm like yeah, going yeah. to Iowa. So Casey and I were like, okay, I know he's not going to want to watch BTS unplugged on MTV, but I'm like, how are we going to stay awake till ten o'clock? Because I could have gone to bed at six, because like, I'd had like four hours of sleep. Right, right. And he goes, well, what, what, what did we tape? I'm sure there's a bunch of crap on here that we've taped <laughs> that we like that we forgot about, right. and um, uh. So I said, oh, we have the finale of 30 Coins, which oh. is this gothic span. We're watching so much HBO Europe programming that's on HBO or HBO Max, however you watch do it. You, do they dub it with English and have subtitles? Uh-huh. Like? Okay. No, no. Like, uh, it depends on the show. It depends okay. on the show. Like, H, the 30 Coins, which, Rocco, I do think you would like okay. this show. Um, that is... That's dubbed and and you watch. I can't close caption. Yeah, it's on closed caption and yeah. I I know that one you have to hundred percent read. It's in Spanish. Yes. Okay. And so it was the finale of Thirty Coins, and it was just wild. That is a wildly gothic, strange show, Julia. It, I don't think that you'd would, like it, I but I do think Rocco would like it. Uh-huh. It's very like if you like Guillermo right. del Toro movies. Right, and right. It's kind of got this, well, it is this religious kind of uh, scary story, but about a part of religion that's always been, you know, the really yeah i mean this is even like what supernatural is about but you know the good angels versus the bad angels right that's a you know long been associated so anyway so the finale of that and casey was i was having to you know um marco run to the and see what the you know reading it because he kept nodding oh so you'd read out loud to him i'd read out loud Uh to him to get him to wake up and he'd go (laughs) i'm not sleeping i'm like casey it's seven o'clock if you go sleep now you're gonna be up at one in the morning and then you're you know just one thing so then we're i'm like what the heck is the investigation again i'd forgotten that we were watching another hbo europe show and it's, um, I believe it's a Danish show, but I remember following this case, this story in the Daily Mail about okay. this female journalist who'd gone to interview this rich, eccentric guy who had built his own submarine. I, and Gloria, she, I almost started watching this last night. This show is incredible, it you is? guys. Okay. And it's a it's not a documentary. It is a dramatized series about this real life story. Casey. 2017. The yeah, he case. doesn't remember it at all. Yeah. And I remembered what happened. And uh, 
the, but the guy who who did this show and it's really really good. Um, I and I think it might only be um, six episodes, but it b- both we were able to stay awake for. We watched two back to back, so we could okay. get till ten. Yep. But Kim Wall, it's the story is very moving because she was a journalist mm-hmm. who went to interview this guy, and Never tragedy tragedy happened. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil. Well, it or I'm just anything. Been picking that up from the investigation. Yeah. Kind of gave it away. <laughs> yeah, she was reported missing after right. she'd gone to interview this guy, and then you can't believe what happens. And then it's really like a really well done story about how detectives have to build a case and a couple of the people that were in this TV show, Borgen, that mm-hmm. was a, another yeah, yeah. good show, but um, it's called the submarine case in Europe, but they, it was front pages of Denmark, front pages of all the European. I don't know, unless I, you read like the daily mail, like I, we, we do. do. I, I vaguely remember. Yeah. Something. It was about two missing people in a homemade submarine. That is the story. <laughs> Which and then sounds what? So wild. wild. And then one person returns and the other one doesn't. And what happens? It's riveting. TV. Oh, I, Lori, it's so funny because I saw that on there last night and I thought, mm-hmm. would I like this? Yeah, I think all three of us would like it okay. because it's about, you know, this reporter, the family. It, it's just, uh, it's really, really good. So let me get this straight. You're home, exhausted, mm-hmm. just trying to stay awake, and you've watched like three or four like difficult <laughs> subtitled shows. Yeah, well that's a good way of staying awake and not falling asleep. Mm-hmm. I would I figured you'd watch something, you know, light and well, fluffy, but these are like thinking thinking shows. Thinking pieces. I watch something light. <laughs> that's why we're yeah. different. I like this. Yeah. Light. I watch something quiet. What? Nomadland. Oh. With Frances McDormand. That is they're I, saying that is one of the best movies of the year. It's on Hulu and um is was it really good? It was love Okay, so what? Someone just sent me a, an email about words I'm not supposed to use anymore, like oh. Lori, lovely, poignant, and 100%. So I'm not going to use any of those oh, today. Why do you listen to what somebody <laughs> so tells you? So I'm just going to tell you. I thought it was, you know, when I had just watched, what's the one with um, Sean Penn's ex wife, Robin Wright Penn? She oh, just did it. Land. land. I was mm-hmm. going to call it life, but it was land, land, where it was very quiet and it was beautiful. But this. Francis McDormand, when she's on the big screen, I I can't, her, she is, and there's not a lot of words in this, but it's talking about her life going kind of in a camper from job to job and the people she meets along the way. That's the title, yes. Nomadland. But, it, it, but the places she goes to, and one of them is like working a, like a temporary job at Wall Drug. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. and and what happens in the busy there, season? In the busy season yeah, and, and the, one of the guys in it is David Strathan. And, I love him. And he was in like... Um, good night, good luck. Yes. And he was also in um, The Bourne um, Identity. Mm-hmm. He was one of the guys in that. And he was really good. It was just a a movie about dealing with grief and dealing with change in life and how do you survive and be quiet and meet all these different people and be open to new experiences at a hard point in your life when it's all, because the town she lived in shut down. Yeah, so kind of all of a sudden you live this nomadic lifestyle, and what is that like? What is it like, and what are you running from? Is it all the buzz? It was all, Chris Hewitt gave it four stars last week, Mm -hmm. and I, 
and I've been seeing it and we've been reading about it. It's, it's up for Golden Globes this weekend and um, um, SAG Awards. I think some other things it's up for. But I, I just thought that was it was a great movie. Is it nice to look at? Because it's showing at like AMC and IMAX. It's beautiful. Huh. Because yeah, you get to go to Teddy West? Roosevelt National Park. You get to go to Arizona. You do some stuff out in, um, mm-hmm. I think, Oregon. Uh, you get to go to the ocean. It, it's 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 scenic. You know, yeah. you can see where you want to see it on a bigger screen. Mm-hmm. I really was happy with it last Very night. Good. Yeah, I thought it was a good. It's on Hulu right now, but it's going to come. Um, and it's in some theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just looked it up. It's in a handful of theaters. It well, was a nice movie. I'll have you two know that my wife and I finally started watching Poops Creek. Oh, and we like it. We're isn't like it great? Yeah. So it's like Everybody's having dessert. So good in it. Yes, it's, it's like having I'm dessert. The, I'm behind on that one. Yeah, I haven't. I've got like four episodes under my belt. Oh, that's all. Yeah. Oh, oh well, then you have a lot. I've got a lot. You've got a lot to look forward to. I've got to. a lot to look forward to. Don't want to blow the wad already. <laughs> that's right. Okay, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. You're like, how, how do I, why do I know that song? That is BTS covering Coldplay's Fix, Fix you, you, which he wrote for Gwyneth Paltrow when her dad died. Uh-huh. That is an moving song. Beautiful song. And uh, BTS, uh, their MTV Unplugged happened last night, and it was his. History. I mean, it, <laughs> BTS is now the first Korean act to be featured on MTV Unplugged. They've been Amazing. the first to do so many things. You call them I, K-pop, Lori? Is that what we call them? A K-pop group? Well, I mean, that would That's be just, that would the genre. Ja, okay. Just anybody. You could say Gangnam was King. Right, okay. You know? But um, people, I think, have become numb to the fact that BTS has made so much history and they make it over and over. I mean, they make it so much people get bored with it. Right. They broke the Bee Gees, the Staying Alive record. They've broken the, you know, single. I mean, they've broken so many records and made mm-hmm. so many histories. And I just, it was really, really good. I was, it was glad. just a half hour. It was just a half hour. And the band performed five songs live, including Life Goes On and Dynamite. And then a couple tracks that they're, Fans requested, which was Telepathy and Blue and Gray. And then the Coldplay Fix You, which that song lyrically goes with their message of they really want to provide solace and inclusivity to their fans through their music. And um, it's just that's just part of their messaging. But um, they are so, so talented. And, you know, they BTS, I'll just give you one little quick thing and we'll move on to another so there are three rappers. There's yeah. seven guys in the group. Okay. And the rappers are, do you need to know their names? Because you're sure. just going to forget it. I will, but you can tell us. RM Saga. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, and J-Hope. Those okay. are the rappers, because, you know, and in that Fix You song, you do hear a little bit, You but had all seven of them doing harmony, but, and then there are four vocalists, the main vocalists. Okay. So Jin, Jimin, V, and Jung Hook. Okay. And so when they were singing Fix You, it was just so well done. The visual, how they did it, and the camera lingering on every every one of them so you could see, like, their vocals. I mean, Rocco, did you appreciate that cover? Yeah, I enjoyed it. And, like, uh, the, most of them are wearing, like, uh, sweaters, but, like, two of them are wearing suits, suits. or something. Yeah, yeah. They're, just, they're just so good. The Army was very happy, and... Um, Is that they performed in front of the Army? Well, the Army is just, like, BTS Army. They're oh, the fans. fans. Okay, the fans. I, I'm sorry, I'm not got to get the lingo yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Are you writing I'm not, this down? I'm one I just of the older out. members in I, the right. Army. I just got in the hive, yeah. I mean, honestly. But they had multiple, um, you know, outfit changes and hair and makeup adjustments, but they... They are such amazing live performers. You forget about how many people mm. cannot perform live. They do the work and they're just incredible. You know, so every song last night was live. And I love that you're such a super fan. Oh, yeah. That was just, it was so good. And then uh, Jung Kook. Uh, he's always had bland, uh, platinum Pla- hair, yep. and he's one of the vocalists. Mm-hmm. And really, anyway, after the show aired, he did a post, and his hair is blue. So okay. the army went crazy. Does Casey watch this with you? No, this is why we did not watch <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, I had to watch this this morning. Okay. goes like trying to pick this up. Um, what? Yeah, what, what I, I, mean? I have not. I do not. I have not drunk the Kool Aid on this yet. Oh, but they're Lord, really good. You know though. I'm, not, I'm also not, you know, a girl. Yeah, made there the army is a it. lot of girls, but there's a lots of guys in it too. But anyway, people were processing the blue hair, wondering what it all meant. And okay, anyway, it was, it was really good. I taped it, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I know that you're that you they are performing live, you okay. know, and it they their vocals, the way they perform together. We love is so boy good. bands, though, Marco. Oh, yeah, we We've do. been yeah. One Direction. This is, this is our yeah. insane. We go all the way Justin back Timberlake. to the Jackson Five. We really do, and the Osmonds. <laughs> I liked in my high school days. I liked uh, New Edition and Bell Biv DeVoe. Oh, those were great. Yeah. Yes. A little bit of New Kids in the Block, but mostly those two. Right. I get it. I get what a. The love of a boy band is. Yeah, and they're then and with these with BTS, you have seven. And they dance. And yeah, I love, they're really good. Yeah. Okay, so Bruce Springsteen in the news today. Yes, he, he appeared is. in court at a Via virtual Zoom. hearing, mm-hmm. and his DWI was dismissed. He was given a fine of five hundred and forty dollars for taking a drink in a state park. As Roger Friedman reported three weeks ago, his blood alcohol was nothing zero point two. The limit is zero point eight. And the whole incident was really much ado about nothing. And I really felt at the time that the state park ranger either didn't know Bruce or didn't like his politics. Maybe we'll find out when he does his interview. But when the judge ordered the fine, 
Bruce was like, I think I can pay that. And the judge said, I'm sure you can. $540. Yeah, now Jeep should start run the ad and they should maybe apologize for freaking out. Well, especially since they courted Bruce Springsteen for so long. But what do you do when you don't have, you know... It didn't, they, they're, you know, I mean, they could have just like waited. They jumped the gun, you know, because they were like all worried because they probably got a lot of heat because this ad was, you know, I don't know if you considered it political, but he was talking about being in the middle and pe- Bruce doesn't hide his was, politics. I know, but I thought it was something like but Jeep got a lot of flack for having a political. Yeah. That's how it was interpreted. Right now, they're getting flack. People want him to change the name of their car, the Grand Cherokee. Mm. Um, That's another thing going on. I don't know what's going on with that, but I don't know. I I think that ad will start running again. But basically, it really was nothing much ado about nothing. Mm -hmm. He has a stellar driving record, Julia. I just want you to know that. I I looked it up. He's never... They couldn't prove it that he, you know, A... He had such a low blood thing. And, right. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm glad that that's over. So that is over, but it would be, you know, I, I get I get why having a drunk driver in a I commercial is a bad look for Jeep. It would be like casting Lindsay Lohan for a K-Jewelers necklace ad. Although, come to think of it, I would like to see that ad. <laughs> After You know, she stole jewelry back in the that's day, Rocco. I forgot about and that. And she never returned it. Mm-mm. Actually, she had got it for to do something and then didn't return it. I think it was in a... It was a, it was, it was something her stylist was yeah. supposed to bring back for, and she tried to return it for yeah. cash. She yes. wasn't in a good place, no, obviously, when I she was doing it. that. And also, uh, we posted yesterday. We talked about it, the HBO documentary that's coming out about Tina Turner. I'm, Whoa! Okay, take a look at it, you yeah. guys. It looks really, really good. Yeah, she isn't real healthy. I know. I told well, you that she's, she's eighty-one. Got, well, I know, but she's had. Does she have something she going on, or Tina Turner? Um, I have it right here. She's got some physical things going on with her that are um, precluding her from, you know, being public. But she says basically, cherish yourself, stay positive. And she um, had a stroke, kidney transplant, colon cancer. I mean, she's yeah, been she's through a, a lot, lot of stuff. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. It's time for the Low J Book Club. That is a perfect song, I think, uh, for our authors who are joining us about their fantastic book, Girls with Bright Futures, Tracy Dobmeyer and Wendy Katzman. Hello, ladies. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi there. I don't know why I thought you would like that song. I thought, I bet they both love that song. Who doesn't love that song? We did. Okay, we so along to it. we have been for about a month, I think we read your book about a month ago, going crazy for this book, Girls with Bright Futures. It's your debut novel and as right in writing partners, best friends living in Seattle. Can you tell everybody about what the book is about? It's so great. So great. First of all. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. So, yeah, so so Girls with Bright Futures is a story about three prep school mothers whose daughters are locked in competition for a single spot at Stanford. So there's a wealthy tech CEO whose daughter is a mediocre student, her personal assistant whose daughter is a superstar student, and a PTA mom whose daughter is a double legacy at Stanford. And then three weeks before early applications are due, one of the girls is badly injured in an apparent hit and run, which sends this privileged community into a spiral. So it's suspenseful with a side of satire and explores the college industrial complex, income inequality, and elite entitlement. And and somehow it is also absolutely hilarious 
because of your spot on, uh, you know, uh, observations, observations about, about Alicia, these, the tech giant, right. and about Kelly, the, so um, you know, the double legacy mom, yeah. Stanford, and her husband went to Stanford. I mean, I learned a lot of new words. And in... And, and, it it was just it's such a page turner and it was so it it was so cold here it was like <laughs> it was a Saturday slash Sunday and I couldn't have been happier to spend time with this book. So well, that is music to our ears. Thank you so much. Okay, so was the story inspired by the Felicity Huffman Lori Laughlin college admissions scandal, or did you ladies have this idea already? Well, it's really funny, actually. So um, we were almost done with our manuscript when the Operation Varsity Blues scandal broke. Okay. And we literally felt like the headlines had been ripped from our manuscript. We had plotted the entire thing. And, um, you know, it was just shocking that morning when we saw the headlines. Well, Our jaws were on the floor. (laughs) I'll ask you this, Tracy, was um, because, I mean, one of the things that I think uh, you know, people just had no idea that people of wealth and privilege like this was going on with colleges or whatever. I mean, did you guys have a clue that this was going on? This is why you had this idea. You'd heard stories about it because the you book guys is are so both- original and fabulous. I, you know, I'm thinking, how did you know about this underground kind of thing? Well, um, there was no attempted murder in our right. experience, so I'll just start with that. Okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, we had, we had sent um, kids off to college, and we'd been through this process, and we were well acquainted with all the intricacies of the okay. college admission, uh, admissions industrial complex. It's a crazy world. Mm-hmm. And um, so that helped us kind of, you know, we saw all the anxieties that people were feeling, and we just kind of started from there. and tried to create a really a realistic but very exaggerated world to kind of highlight what was going on. And so we were just really shocked when, you know, when the Operation Varsity Blues thing hit because we thought we, the whole time we were writing, we felt like we kept looking at each other and saying, you know, are we, is anyone going to believe this? Is this right. off, you know, off the deep end? And then it was like, did we go far enough? It, it it is it's, it's, it's just something, and you guys went to you know um, Michigan Ann Arbor and is that UC how you Berkeley know each other in Princeton. Uh, no, it's actually a funny story how we met, but Tracy has to start it. Okay. <laughs> so so um, no, we didn't know each other in college. I actually knew Wendy's husband after college in Washington D.C. We were working um, at the same time in that city, and I um, I dated not one, but actually two of his housemates <laughs> only at different times. You were right. several months in between. <laughs> um, fortunately, we always joke that I never dated Wendy's husband. So, you know, that allowed this whole partnership and friendship to develop over time. <laughs> he was not my yeah. husband at the time. No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> but we ended up as uh, young married couples out in Seattle and found each other. Um, our husbands knew each other professionally and eventually we all connected and we don't have any family here. And we just kind of filled that void for each other, celebrating Aww. holidays and just being there for each other through all the ups and downs of raising our kids, juggling careers. It's just, it's been over 20 years now. Yeah. I, you know, when you guys did this, so Lori and I met working together 30 years ago this year and we have somehow wow. or another always worked together. We've been on the air 18 and a half years, but she ends up marrying my brother. <laughs> 
in the process. No way. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So, so we know the yin to the yang, and we have interviewed so many authors and um, a couple different writing author teams, you know, women teams, mother-daughter, and some other things. Did you guys have anything like, you know... I'm taking this character, right. you're taking this... You know, in the process, was there anyone that you wanted to emulate that you thought this is like a great idea because we are so good at balancing out each other, counterbalancing that we really could write a great book? We've just we've been friends for so long that we've also during that time we had so many ideas. We've had ideas for books for years, right? We even had a board game idea, and we did a lot of um, volunteering together. So through that, we realized each other's complementary strengths that would probably suit us really well um, if we ever actually got around to writing a book. Right. But it's actually a funny story. When we first um, decided to try and write fiction together, we had no idea how to go about doing it. And we did reach out by email to um, a duo named Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan, oh, yeah, the five yes. girls. Uh-huh. Yeah, we know and them. They, they, we just randomly sent them an email. Um, we went to their website, got their email, and asked them, hey, how do you do it? And, you know, we were particularly interested at the time in, like, what kinds of um, techno- writing technologies they were using to collaborate. Right. And they were so nice. They emailed us right back within 24 hours and told us kind of the broad strokes of how they did it. And we've never forgotten that, just having other duos be kind and generous to us, you know, at the at the start. It's, just a, it's a really wonderful thing to be part of this community. Um, we're talking with um, Tracy and Wendy. Their book is Girls with Bright Futures, and you're talking about the Go Fug F-U-G yes. girls, because when they did the Royal We, yes. it was right when that book came, like, after that book came out that Harry and Meghan got together, and it was like something right out of their book. So true. I know. They seem to have really anticipated it. And we actually read the Royal Wee years back and really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you know what? I we, I know that the Netflix announced that they were going to do, you know, a documentary or something on the, um, college the College, the Varsity Blues scandal or whatever it is. But I just think that Netflix ought to just do Girls with Bright oh. uh, Futures because... It, this could be, you know, a really great eight-part series because you've got such female-centric characters. So has Reese Witherspoon optioned your book? <laughs> <laughs> we would love to see it as a Netflix series. I know. Do you know anyone who can make that happen? It would well, be. Lori, 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 Lori tweets it all the time. I'm going to tweet, or at least tweet, Reese because this she's always on the lookout for the next book. And I love... Your characters. So do I. In it's, in in Girls with Bright Futures, the daughters as well as the moms, even the ones that are not nice people or whatever. I just loved your right. portrayal. This would be a great book for book club discussion. Thank you. Thank you. And we do we appreciate. We have a really fun. We have a really fun book club event guide on our website. For okay, what is that? Where do we go? So our website is. Dobmeyercapsman.com. Okay. Yes, we have it right here. And and I have to admit, one of the things I was grateful for, because so many times, you know, we read so many books, and that you included the um, the book club guide in the back of the book. We love that. I think that's so yeah. helpful. I don't know why more books don't do I don't, don't know do either. That. It's just the reading group guide. I don't know why more people don't do that. I think it's so wonderful. You guys are so cute. I want to go back to a little bit about... So if you're just joining us, we're talking to two authors that we're hoping to hear more from. 
Wendy Dobmeyer and Wendy Katz, excuse me, Tracy Dobmeyer and Wendy Katzman. The book is Girls with Bright Futures. I remember going through anxiety when my boys were applying for college. And I remember, and at such a different level, of course, but I think you tapped into what this, there is this period in people's lives when you want your kid to get into college and you want them to do the best and you're getting them the HCT prep courses. You're sending them to this. You're trying to do that. I even hired someone at one point to help my kids fill out the application because I was too busy in my job. <laughs> I really. I'm Bradley Trainer And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. To us. I mean, so I could relate and I'm on such a small right. scale, but a right. lot of my friends, this is real what people go through too, which I think you tap into, but it's of course so overblown and extreme. But it's a real thing out there. It definitely is. And there's this whole kind of college admissions industrial complex that has really developed. And in a lot of ways, it kind of preys on parents. And that doesn't excuse the egregious behavior that mm-hmm. right. we see in, you know, in real life. But it does go some way towards explaining it, right? There's a lot of the standardized testing and tutoring and college visits. And you have to show interest. And there's recruiting and summer opportunity. I mean, you just go down the list. And it's... It sounds, it's overwhelming. It sounds exhausting. If I was a high school student, I would be just like, I I would be, this would be a very difficult thing to accept from your parents, all of this pressure. Absolutely. Lori doesn't and, that's really e- it's, to- and that's even if you have the money to be able to do that. Oh, There's a lot of people that, you know, don't have to deal with this stress because they're going to a community college or they're going to an in-state, you know, they're just going to get a degree and not looking at it. There's a kind of an idea that college is like the the peak period of your life, and I sure as hell hope not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Definitely. Yeah, and there's a lot of privilege and entitlement baked into this world, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you just oh. tap into it. And Alicia, I just loved how... How horrible she was. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the I was trying pioneer, to picture. But yet I got her. Yeah, I was. You know who I was kind of picturing? Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, in real <laughs> life, too. In real life <laughs> and in this show. <laughs> so you maybe think- I got to tweet her husband, Brad Felchuk, and go. get a bidding war going between him and Reese. Well, Lori's got so much power, ladies. I just, <laughs> we can't thank you it. enough for writing such a great book. Do you guys, are you working on another one? We sure are. Is it going to um, be completely different or? Um, it won't be a sequel, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, you're going to want to look for us to tell stories that explore why parents behave badly in certain settings. Love it's, it. it's It happens all the time. I can't wait. And it's relatable, too. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to say that, but thank you so much. Good luck to you. Please tell your publicist to keep us informed on everything going on, and we'll follow you guys. It was just a treat, and congratulations. And retweet my tweet. I'm tweeting to Reese so I can be your book agent kind of right now. No commission expected, ladies. <laughs>
Fantastic. We will definitely do that. Thank you so much for interviewing us. Oh, you guys are great. Best of luck. Okay, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, I would watch that Netflix show right now, Girls with Bright It would be really good. Oh. It would be really good. That's one of my favorite books in a long time. Yeah. Fun, fun. We've got another doozy tomorrow. Better luck next time. I'm just... It's so good. It's so fun. Reading has been fun this year. Yeah. In the pandemic. Reading in the pandemic. Well, I always love reading. I know. I know. I, as Rocco has learned, I will go on a vaca- beach vacation with a roller case full of books. <laughs> now, you are, you just do not want to do a Kindle, right? You no. Like it's hard to read book, yeah. at the beach yeah. with a Kindle. People keep... I was talking to a publisher today, and they're like, if you just did Net Gallery, we could get it to you right away. And I'm like, no. It's too... Mm-hmm. It, I don't have, I, I mean, I can read quite a bit, you know, at home, but I really am then like a weekend reader or whatever. Right. I, I do I a, like ca- a couple of vacations where I like to just read a book. Same. And I, um, you know, and part of it too is because I, then I like uh, sharing Yeah, that book. but one of the big sure. reasons that yeah. we don't read from a Kindle is these books aren't released yet. That's probably true. So that book yeah. just came out. Advanced copies. No, we get advanced copies, and then it's not available. Like I can't listen to them on Audible mm-hmm. because they're not available. Donnie, I've worked better with scheduling. I need to learn to make it a week after it comes out or two, <laughs> so I can catch up on that way. Right. But, but they're not released yet, so we're getting yeah. galley, you know, copies. All right, so anyway. I tweeted Reese. <laughs> what did you say? I said we have another great book, which could be your yeah. next big little eyes. We can picture you helming this story. I almost said sorry to bug you. Again. Again, but I, I wish you I, would. Um, I, so you juicy. You who? It's us again. It's us from Minnesota. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that on my next book. I think you should, but I love it. All right. Now I am two weeks behind on This Is Us, but when I so last I. watched This Is Us two weeks ago, okay. I said to you, I hate, hate. Kevin's storyline with his girlfriend who's pregnant with twins. They don't feel believable that they, they don't even feel believable like at as a couple at did, all. Did something happen to her? Well, no, but apparently, apparently they're having their lowest numbers of the season. They dropped thirteen percent from last week. It's so a last terrible. night's episode I dropped thirteen percent. They're under five million. Are you? kidding It tied me? with the rerun of FBI over on CBS. And the reason is there is no chemistry between those two, and they're the big part of the storyline. I didn't even want to watch it because I read what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is no spoiler because we're both behind. Um, she's having the kids, and I think everything's being done virtually. Well, and Kate is, I mean, it's kind of care. like the best episode of the season was the one with Sterling K. Brown and his wife went to New Orleans, and he discovered something he, about himself. That was a really, that was a... Because it is, he eats up it the is screen. A, yeah, it he is. is. He is. He can make mushy dialogue sound like Shakespeare. He really can. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. But I would agree. I don't see it at all. At this point, I would like NBC to give be working on a, some kind of a show for Milo Ventimiglia, who just should be on. But anyway, I think people are not feeling this storyline with all these babies and Kevin, and the ratings are showing it under well, five million. Yeah, I mean, this was a twelve million. A show week. Yeah, it, I in really, there's nothing else to watch. So for it to be that low, because I had it saved, and I went in search of other things last night, because yeah. I just don't have any desire to watch a baby be born virtually. <laughs> yeah, right. 
That's it okay. in a Zoom call. Right. Because that's what it is. I feel like that was the previews, and I'm like, I'm not watching a Zoom call on TV. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, can I give you a little mm-hmm. Zoom alert? People probably have fatigue oh, about it. There's a big thing on the Today Show this morning about it in that um, it is really, really really gotten old and Every, one, yeah the, the fatigue p- about everything is, is just very real and i'm the so worry. grateful the sun's shining and that mm-hmm. you know some other good positive things are happening but the the power spot on the zoom call is the upper left hand corner if you wanted to know where to be in the power position on oh. a zoom call uh-huh. i thought that was a little bit new. i thought the power position was <laughs> the top the of your yeah. head <laughs> I learned something in a Zoom call today that the, somebody can, can take control of your mouse if you click the right button. Oh, this, were, how were much time were you learning how to use some equipment? I was. I, yeah. I'm getting trying to get better at radio production. Thank and God. I'm taking some calls. About time. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and yeah, they're like he's like click the remote control button and he could took control of my mouse. It was well, weird. Apple's been able to do that forever. Yeah. Haven't you ever had the Apple fix your computer? No, I've never had it. Oh, because I've had them. They've been able to mouse around. They're like, will you give me control? And I'm like, yep. Yeah. But that's kind of cool. You're right. That is kind of a cool thing. But Lori just glossed over so, so, so hard. Time. Yeah. Back to you. So Back to you. Well, no, not that. I'm just teasing. We're not going to add a tech segment to this no. show? Okay. No. No. Uh, we're, but, not. we're not. That but we, it no. is. It no. is interesting how much everyone's being forced to do it. Okay, but so I agree with you 100% on This Is Us, because usually I get that you don't like all the kids and all that, but there isn't any chemistry. And Kevin and this, the woman he said, it doesn't feel it. real, the decisions he's made. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm so, with you, Lori. Yeah, Big so time. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch Nancy Drew and Riverdale before I catch up with This Is Us, yeah. which I never used to feel that way. Never. Yeah. I just didn't even want to watch it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything I said about The Bachelor yesterday, um, that I feel like he's single when we got the, that we're going to see him with the beard and everything. Is the David Letterman beard, the Santa yeah, Claus beard. Yeah, I said, you know he's single and he's already broken up with Rachel the Racist. Because um, that's who we think he's going to pick? That's, yeah, I, I really do. And <laughs> I think it even more now that he picked her and has broken up with her based on that beard. Also based on his Insta Comments. statement yep. or yep. his tweet. Yeah, he made it a statement because remember, Matt is all this is playing out for him in real time. He taped this like, you know, six months ago at the most right? and all this yep. real life stuff with Rachel, the racist, Chris, Chris Harrison, Harrison, all Lindsay. of it. It's all coming yep. out. And he he said in a statement, the last few weeks have been the most challenging. So, he did. And also troubling information that's come to light since we wrapped filming, including the incredibly disappointing photos of Rachel Kirkconnell and the interview between Rachel Lindsay and Chris Harrison. I think he's recently broken up with her. Yeah, interesting. And he said it's been devastating and heartbreaking. He said, I can't, Chris's failure to receive and understand the emotional Labor, my friend Rachel Lindsay was taking on by graciously and patiently explaining the racist racist history of the antebellum South. That was painful. That was so painful. So he's now had this whole revelation about with Chris Harrison. And so I feel bad for Matt. But um, yeah, I think uh, they've already broken up and they've broken up while this is all played out in real life. I think you're right. I totally think you're right. So, and I do think he does pick Rachel the racist. He should have picked Michelle. He should totally Minnesota. should have picked Michelle from Minnesota. All right. Well, we'll it's almost over, and we'll find out for sure, for sure. We'll be right back.